0: On this week's Movie Hilo, we're talking Neptune's folly, overgrown goldfish, and making love to an angry welder. This time, it's personal. This is Joseph Sargent's Jaws the Revenge. It's been a minute since we did this,
1: huh?
0: Yeah. It's been like two weeks. You are rolling, right? Yeah. Okay. It's been like two weeks. Uh, well, coronavirus since, has been kind of a bitch, so, Since you the know. world went to shit and it turned into a complete uh, nightmare out Let's there. Let's
1: act like coronavirus is the reason we haven't done this in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good excuse.
0: I mean, it's a perfect Or
1: situation. maybe it's an excuse for why we should have done it. Like, yeah. oh, you're home. Well, oh, that's you're... what
0: I mean. I think the people need us. I think at yeah. the end of the day, we realize that, you know, like, maybe movies, talking about movies isn't the most important thing in the world. But maybe talking about movies is the most important thing in the world right now. Maybe while right we're now. All, while we're all sitting around at home. Right. Looking for something to watch, looking for something to make fun of, or looking for something really like great. Like
1: our podcast isn't necessarily Mr. Right, but it's Mr. Right Now. Oh, I like that.
0: That's uh, what's You've right? heard of that before, the what's Mr. That? Right and Mr. Right Now. That's, uh, yeah.
1: looking for, it's, I think it's from Sex and the City, I don't know.
0: I think there's a there's also a song that's like, She's um, not Miss Right, she might be right right now. She'll do right now. Welcome to another episode of Movie Hilo, a podcast discussing the best and worst that cinema has to offer. I'm Dee. And this is Dom. And you know what I would like to really be able to socially distance myself from? This fucking movie right here Mm. Jaws the Revenge. Uh, The movie this Are you going to have a
1: little bit of. No,
0: God, no. Um, No rim shot. Jaws the Revenge, directed by Joseph Sargent, released on July 17th, 1987. It is a low episode. Says Who, the folks at IMDb, have given it a 3.0, which puts it in the bottom 100 at number 28. It's got a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was nominated for seven Razzies, one-one. Um, this to the core, huh? Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty shit. It's pretty shit across the board. I mean, the thing about... The thing about jaws in general is that I think that, you know, obviously at some point we should probably even do a podcast on the original jaws because it's such a great Of course, it timeless seems classic. like we should
1: have done that before doing jaws 4th, Maybe,
0: yeah. but this one is uh, in a weird way not not that it's better known, but it's it, it what jaws became almost is um I want to say more prevalent in the minds of people. As I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I guess what Jaws, than the, movie that started it all. the original it's Jaws, a little of both, but yeah. But people know what it turned because into. I mean,
1: I knew of the original Jaws. I didn't know much about the sequels before I met you. Oh God, I remember. And my parents saw that movie in theaters, and my mom always jokes and my dad was hiding under the seat. But I don't think it's a hundred percent true. People were.
0: It's so funny because I remember being a kid, and I remember seeing Jaws at a very very young age. I can't really remember the the chron the chronology or the order in which I saw Jaws. I'm sure I saw the original one first, but. All the other ones kind of like blended into each other for some reason. It was one of those things where I, I, don't, I, I don't know that I when I saw the other Jaws movies as a kid, I knew which one was two or three or four. But I remember what I specifically remember was my mom telling me, Okay, so the this one is 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 the daddy shark and then in this movie it's the mommy shark and in this movie it's the baby shark and it was I really think that that concept was a whole family. family and I think it came from Jaws the second, Jaws the I third. think it came from this movie. I think it came from the whole stupid fucking concept that the shark has a vendetta against the family. So that the idea is that it it's was It's almost a shark like family. it's not even
1: like a passing of a crown or a title to your heirs. It's like what you're passing down a war. You know, you're not passing down the title or whatever, but your your progeny are inheriting your your war, your battles. Your
0: yeah, I and mean, in this
1: case, it's the war against Brody the Brodies. And family, the Brodies, yeah. They fucking
0: hate the sharks. Hate them. Yeah. The, the sharks hate that family. So it's
1: like that's the, the the thing to take away from it is that all the family members carry on this vendetta for the pre-deceased relatives
0: or are they family members or is it just that like there's like a shark council and like there's like a town hall every night and the sharks get together and, like you hear what these fucking brodies did to one of us the other like really? and it turns into a whole thing like i have no idea and the movie doesn't make it any clearer so um real quick let me do a quick synopsis for anyone who has not seen the film ellen brody chief Brody's surviving widow remains an amity resident with her son sean now acting as the island's deputy one winter evening When Sean is summoned to clear ocean debris from the channel marker, he is fatally attacked by, yet again, another great white shark. In the wake of Sean's demise, Ellen decides to travel to the Bahamas with her eldest son, Michael, and his wife and daughter. But her greatest fears are soon realized as she comes to learn that the shark has followed her and seeks to... I'm sorry. (laughs) But this is the plot of the movie the shark her, but her greatest fears are soon realized as she comes to learn that the shark has followed her and seeks to eliminate the remaining members of the brody brood will ellen be able to save her family or will jaws have his revenge
1: the brody broody the
0: brody the broody, broody the brood the brody broods the brody brood jibouti the booty um i said jibouti so jaws they made the sequel to jaws they made jaws 2 it's basically like a really poor retreading of jaws 1 it's really one of the it was kind of like the the way that Jaws was the first blockbuster, like Jaws 2 was kind of like the first sequel that was like, oh, OK, what a sequel ends up hmm. being is like kind of a shallower, shittier retread of the original movie. It set the precedent. It really did. It really fucking did. It was like, oh, it's the same exact thing, only shittier. OK, <laughs> so that only was shittier. So that was Jaws 2. Now. When they were going to go make Jaws three, this was a this is a legitimate conversation that was had with the producers. When they were actually going to go make Jaws three, there was a thought to call it Jaws three Human Zero, and it was going to be like a Naked Gun style spoof of oh, slapstick. Like it was going to be like we're making fun of the fact that we're making a third Jaws movie. And of course they didn't do that. They ended up making Jaws 3D. I grew 3D. up on
1: slapstick movies, so I would have loved that. I mean, it probably, Airplane it actually, and it blazing saddles. The and...
0: impulse wasn't wrong. The impulse to make fun of, of it was come. actually a really good impulse because it was clearly at that point like, wow, are we really trying to make Jaws 3? Mm-hmm. Um, of course they turned it into Jaws 3D, which was some 3D gimmick bullshit that was uh, shot in SeaWorld. It was the SeaWorld Jaws. By the time we get to Jaws 4... The revenge. I really don't think anybody's taking this seriously anymore. Like they're 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 presenting it as a horror movie or presenting it as a serious entry in the franchise, but they're literally just like squeezing the last bit of milk out of the tit at this point. Like that's really all they're trying to do here. They bring back the um, uh, what's her fucking name? Um, forgive Ellen. Me. Ellen. But the, yeah, Brody's Ellen. wife was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ellen. 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 Alan! Alan! Al! Alan! Alan! Alan!
0: They bring back Lorraine Gary um, so that they can have an original cast member in the movie. And that's really about as far as they went in terms of being like, hey, we have to bring people into the motherfucking theater to see this piece of shit. The only way to start with this absolute piece of shit movie is to talk about. The first low, which for me is the entire Shark Vendetta concept. So we're going to start with the lows. We got to start with the lows. It's a low okay. episode. Let's start with the lows. Um, I think the whole it's Shark... It's sad to
1: have more highs than lows. I know you do. <laughs> I know you...
0: You. We, when we sat down and watched this movie, I know we actually... we actually.
1: I for mean, listeners, things we that make it charming. Not ago. things that make it a great movie, but things that make it charming. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's the same thing we watch Battlefield Earth or Wicker Man or anything else that's campy or dated or kind of silly. I... Tend to I can find what's positive, but it's usually because of the campiness, the corniness, right. whatever. So it's it's more like that. It's charming to me. It's not because this is a brilliant cinematic masterpiece. No, far from it. But things that I'm endeared to because, I mean, I also grew up watching shitty horror movies that are campy and corny and like I, I can appreciate what makes something shitty but in like yeah. a dated way of course I, I mean so that's what my highs oh, are yeah listen most I, of my highs are
0: I've seen this movie I've seen this movie a ton like this is I mean, not the first time I've the watched it.
1: looking at right here it's actually like the fourth one but the when they introduce the Jamaican friend he's like "Well, do you stop farting around <laughs> you know the way it segues into that scene you can just hear him over the the speaker saying, "Will you stop farting around?" I'm sound Scottish. Mario, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're Mario fan. People, will you
1: stop farting around, man? You know, like whatever. This is our lives. <laughs> it sounds Scottish. Never tried to sound Scottish. I it's love Scottish you. Sound you Always have. <laughs> anyway, but it's funny, and it's not because it's great or it makes the movie no, great. it's, it's just, fucking it's, a, it's funny, so I put that as a high. I mean, that's just one of a few examples right. that I wrote down. Right it's usually something that just adds to the charm of it but but, because I, of how but, uh,
0: but but what i'm saying is that like what separates this All right, so it's 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 a part of the jaws franchise right and again like i don't want to belabor the point the jaws is a classic it's a amazing seminal movie in in film history it's one of the great 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 films and it's you know by the time we get to jaws 4 it's like the perfect example of the de-evolution of what the fuck happens with movies when all you try to do is franchise them and make them fucking dumber and sillier. Now, I'm not saying you can't watch this and enjoy it. It's it's totally enjoyable on the level of this movie sucks. Um if anything it's it's only irritating by the fact that it's riding on the heels of of a much Super much more superior film, right, it but it in some way. but I but I agree with you that like yeah I I I've, I've seen this movie a ton. I've seen this movie so many fucking times. Like even as a kid, I remember watching this movie a whole bunch.
1: But did you um, think it was shitty back then?
0: I did, but that's what I'm saying. Is you that like I knew it, was I, I knew then, it wasn't as good as the first one. Even as a kid, I knew it wasn't as. But I but I remember thinking it was almost like it was fun to watch because um I I guess I probably as a kid never thought too much or scrutinized too much about the plot of it i think it just made sense to me that it was like oh no it's another one of jaws's relatives like jaws the word jaws became like the name for the shark it's not the name of the shark but it almost like in as time went on the name jaws became the name of the shark so it almost felt like oh this is jaws's cousin this is jaws's little brother this is jaws's whatever the fuck he is and he's mad at the brodies as a kid that almost made more sense than as you become an adult and you're like, wow, that's fucking dumb. That's mm-hmm. like, did adults really write this and mm-hmm. expect anyone to take it seriously? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it was just made for a dumb, you know, 11-year-old kid. I don't know. But opening scene, the movie opens up. We're on Amney Island. Um, Ellen Brody's there. She's got her She's got her son, Sean Brody, who is now kind of like the deputy of the town. So he's kind of like walking in his father's footsteps. There's this ter- <laughs> there's this terrible fucking line. I wrote this down as another, low was the horrific dialogue where like, they're making a phone call to the other brother, or they're you no, know, they're talking to the granddaughter, mm-hmm. and you know he's like picking shit out of the salad, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Your father was the tomato thief of all time." Mm-hmm. It's like it's so that's so fucking. Okay, can st- I talk about that, please?
1: So, the first lows I had were from that scene in the beginning of the movie. So, things that are predictable are like, "Wow, I didn't see that coming." So, the line where yes, that that line's cheesy. It's really stupid because. Most people, when they're picking at things when you're cooking, it's not the healthy thing. I mean, no yeah, you can, put, you can pick at carrots and tomatoes. He'd be eating I mean, the I, croutons. Honestly, He'd be buying the croutons. But like, it's just like, oh, ha, ha, like picking the healthy thing. Like it's like you want to make breakfast. You're picking at the bacon. You're not finding the health. Like, do you know what I mean? So I thought that was stupid. But the first thing I wrote down was the whole thing where it's like he's helping make the salad. He's chopping up something. He's chopping some vegetables for the salad. And she's cooking on the stove. And she goes, watch your fingers. And as soon as she says, watch your fingers, of course, he like nicks his finger. And it's like, ha ha, ha. Like, watch your fingers. Oh, I see. I knew you were going to cut yourself. It's like, of course that happened. I have a few, of course, moments for the first uh, lows I like that, that I have. And then the next thing is when they're talking on the phone with the granddaughter. It's like, ah. Well, you know you immediately know something bad's going to happen or something at some point bad is going to happen to the granddaughter character when you hear her say i'm taking swimming classes yeah she's like a fish hmm i wonder if jaws 4 is going to have something to do with this granddaughter that loves the water and is like a fish and she loves to swim she's taking swimming classes it's like you know of course and then you know not long after is the scene where she's playing by the water it's after ellen brody's son dies the 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 son from that scene mm. When he's eaten by the shark, when he's going to check out, you know, the buoys at night or whatever. Yes. And then she's like, I don't want anyone else in my family going near the water. Nobody. And it's like, not only, like, within the next five minutes is she going down to the Bahamas anyway. I'm like, wow, she sure has a strong will. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, nobody else in my family, you know, and then you're all going down to the Bahamas. It's like, okay, well, didn't you just say in, like, a few scenes, like, a few minutes before that nobody else in my family is going to be near the water? And then you just cave and all go to the Go Bahamas? to the most watery okay. fucking place in the world. And then... The granddaughter, sure enough, is like on a tire swing by the dock. Whatever, and she's about to go in the water and which is a fre-
0: rip from the original. But,
1: but uh, yes, that too. But it's also like, of course, this is happening, and of course, she's gonna freak out. And be like, oh, you're too close. Like you just see all that shit coming. You know what they're yeah. trying to do when they set it up. You know exactly what they're trying to do. You know what, how it's gonna pay off or it's supposed to pay off. I'm like, you're not reinventing the wheel, people. Like, no, yeah, you know of course what I mean. Not. But it's like, it's stuff, it's like. It makes it enjoyable and charming because it's so shitty. You know, if you're if you're thinking anyone's gonna take this seriously, you got nothing. Well, got that's
0: it. what I mean. So, like, so the whole setup for the movie is the the like the first like ten minutes of the movie, you understand that like it's Ellen Brody, the surviving widow of of Chief Brody. Her son still works on the island. He's following in the father's footsteps, and it's it's supposed to be the winter. And there's this whole thing where. It's like, I don't know if it's Christmas Eve or whatever it is. It's like it's supposed to be in the it's supposed to be right around Christmas. He's he gets someone calls and they're basically saying like, hey, there's all this shit caked up on this channel marker on this buoy. And he has to get into a boat and go out and pull all the shit off. And then he gets attacked by this fucking shark. Okay, so in my head, I'm like. Is this intentional? Is like, is is what they're trying to posit that the shark has like caked up all this shit on this buoy, and it's like, all right, Sean's coming out here. He's laid out here he a trap, come. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the shark is laying a fucking Luring trap him. and waiting for, as if he and he doesn't even and, and they even say at one point like, why don't you get the Coast Guard? And it's like, he's off duty or blah blah blah. It's like the shark doesn't know that Sean Brody's <laughs> he checked the coming schedule. out. He, he checked the schedule, right? He called up, he made a prank phone call. It's like Sean
1: Brody. <laughs> That's fucking, a family family guy I mean, get right there. It's, right?
0: it's so fucking stupid. And then get the
1: glasses on the cell
0: phone there's another thing i thought was so fucked up about that he gets attacked by the shark and they're cu- it's like he gets his arm bitten off and they keep cutting back to these christmas carolers because he's out there on the water and he's screaming at the top of his lungs and they're cutting back
1: the they
0: keep cutting back to these to these to these carolers which is supposed to for the audience say they can't hear his screams over the the Christmas carolers, right? That's why he's screaming at the top of his lungs and no one's coming out to help him because the car I literally wrote down I counted seven cutbacks where they cut More from cut him screaming, cutting back to the no car. And it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, by the third cutback, I'm like, we, we get it. They can't hear him, or there's dramatic irony to like the pretty mute Christmas music versus his horrific mm-hmm. screams. Like, by the seventh cutaway, I'm like, are you guys... Did you guys need to, like, fill the, the amount of Maybe. screen time? Was it literally, like, this scene has to be a minute and a half long for it to be effective. Let's keep cutting back to this bullshit. It was just so fucking stupid. Um... But anyway, so I'm like, all right, so so the shark has laid a trap for Sean Brody and has effectively taken out one more of the Brody clan. Ha, ha, ha. And, and again, I, I know we already talked about this. It was one of the questions I wrote down as I was watching. like, what shark is this? Is it a distant cousin of the original film? Are all the sharks related? Is, is it just like a um like a brotherhood thing where it's just like,
1: like sharks. the Freemasons, the
0: sharks against Brody's, like the Freemasons. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, are they are they are they congregating <laughs> in the in the deep ocean and trying to figure are out their
1: Freemasons way? lodge in the uh, lodges under the ocean? And
0: then it also makes less and less sense to me to think like you know, I mean, go inland, right? Like you live on an island, like the, the you know you know what the you know what the best place to not get attacked by the a woods? fucking a fucking shark? Is? Yeah, the woods or a fucking fifth floor Desmond. walk up in New York City. Like they can't get you there. Right. You know what I mean? Why you uh, just you uh, still live
1: on the water? Right? What
0: the fuck are you doing on the water if you're so fucking scared? And why? is your fucking son a marine biologist if he's afraid so anyways
1: maybe because he was always more with the you know what you know i can make that argument what about um steve Irwin and how his daughter went on to basically try to follow in his footsteps i mean when that happens i can see how that becomes a calling for the younger generations in some ways okay you know I, what mean, I mean Her father yeah. was killed By a stingray Doing what he did And she ended up she, I think to this day but I, no, I don't, I don't think, know exactly What she does But I know she grew up And like basically I, Is doing the same thing I don't think him. Steve
0: Irwin's Widow is being like The stingrays are out To get us little or Whatever no, her name is No but at is. the
1: same time Is it Bindi yeah Bindi, Bindi whatever her, Bindi.
0: her name is I called her Biddy. Here do you want the Biddy?
1: Hmm? Does want to be you know, it didn't deter her from the ocean, or if anything, it drew her more to it.
0: I guess so. I guess that's fair enough. I think that's given this movie way more credit than any of the screenwriters thought.
1: If if something, or your the occupation of your parent that was truly, genuinely fascinating, but became the demise of your parent, it wouldn't be enough of a reason maybe to deter the child. If anything, it might be something that makes becomes a source of obsession yeah. for that child. Yeah. I need to find out more That's about fair. it to get answers. I need answers, right? Maybe it'll give answers to what happened to their parents in some but, way. But, or
0: but wait a second. Okay. Okay. That's a perfectly good explanation, but they go to great lengths when they're talking about Michael when they finally get to the Bahamas and they're talking about Michael they go to great lengths to him being like I don't even deal with sharks right we do with coral. I deal with snails like coral. I don't even I fucking see sharks yeah so it's like so coral obviously reef. that's not the impetus or the or the or the motivation for the characters to be like sharks kill you know sharks okay, and, they, and the shark didn't even kill his dad this is my other favorite I wrote down horrific dialogue at I was one thinking point more
1: about the son they got killed. Right, 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 right. But yeah. what
0: I'm saying, but Michael is the one that became a marine biologist.
1: Right, but, okay.
0: But what I'm saying is... But the
1: is, other son is the one that became a cop like his dad and is... Which makes sense. Which And is going out to the water at all hours of the night to report to things. That, I mean, he's still working in that community basically doing what his father did. is following in his footsteps. Right,
0: I understand this. The, I understand Sean wanting to become a, a, a police force member in the town that his father policed. But Sean... I'm sorry, Michael becoming a marine biologist... Is like, if you what you're saying is the thing is like, well, he's drawn to the ocean because of the shark attack or what happened to his father, fine. But he makes, they go to all these lengths to make the point that he's literally just looking at fucking snails. You know, he's not, he's not even interested in sharks. It's not even what he's actually, I mean, if he was interested in sharks, it it would maybe make more sense.
1: Mollusks and crustaceans. There you go.
0: And then I wrote down the horrific dialogue. So then when everyone's trying to console her this is this is one of the most embarrassing lines of this entire fucking movie i mean this is like you're going from may your sex you're going, be as you're going, busy as your shirt that line no well that, no 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 that's funny. that's actually <laughs> that's actually a pretty good line so you're going from the original Jaws, it has this great dialogue like when Quint is doing the entire monologue on the, uh, you know, that sharks, a doll's eyes. He, right. He's doing that whole monologue of, of Two the- Two thousand
1: the, men went to the sea that yeah, night. Yeah, 150,
0: I'll never wear a life jacket again. You know, mm-hmm. he's got this great fucking monologue. You're going from some of that great shit to something like this, which is one of the most embarrassing lines of the movie when she's saying everyone in the family has been killed by sharks and then the, the son, Michael goes, dad died of a heart attack and she's like, your father died of fear. I know. Fear. Of or what
1: about it. equally as shitty the line where she's oh. like, it waited all this time. Oh, God. And it came it's, for him. <laughs> it's so
0: fucking bad. It's so, in, and like, not even bad, like, in. Embarrassing. Like
1: you expect to see the shark, like rubbing his fins, like yeah, there yes, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 Brody. Excellent, excellent.
0: I got to bring it up, but we're gonna we got to talk about it more as we get to it. The shark. This is another one of the lows I wrote. The the shark has never looked worse than in this movie. I mean, here we are, we're like almost. Thirteen years out from the original movie, okay, and, the and they haven't fucking improved the thing. I mean,
1: Spielberg. I don't think it looked that bad. It looked fucking terrible. It didn't look as bad as CGI. D. It didn't look real, agree, but it did look like CGI. I would. It prefer- looked like a model. When it's chomping at on best. the
0: f- oh god! All right, so hold on. So so now in the in the movie. So now the the where where we're going from here is that Ellenborough, you know, the family, Michael and his and his wife. Um, and his daughter and his uh, Ellen Brody's granddaughter, they all come out to Amity Island to to go to the funeral where they have these awful sepia tone fucking flashbacks from the original. movie. I mean, they're, they're literally trying to put Brody in the movie as much as possible because they couldn't get Roy Scheider in the movie. So they're literally mm-hmm. cutting back to old footage of him to. Keep to try and make people think. Like, don't you love that yeah, first at one? At
1: the same time, it's like he's supposed to. Well, is he supposed to be dead? He's supposed to be dead. He's dead. He's dead. But the right, point so is that's to part cut of the be- reason that he oh, be, it's So uh, fucking stupid. Why though. Could, how, how could he be in the movie? He's supposed Honey, to be dead.
0: He's dead screen. because he wouldn't agree to be in the movie. He's not dead because he died in any of these movies. He's dead because he wouldn't come back. So they're like dead in the script. You know what I mean? Yeah. They couldn't. They, he was like, no. I I was embarrassed enough to be in two. I don't need to be in four. Because
1: he didn't technically die in the first one. No,
0: he didn't die in the second right. one either. He's right. did though. Well, Quint, Quint, Quint gets it the worst. Um, but but so, so now she is agreeing to go back with her son and her daughter-in-law and her granddaughter to the Bahamas where they're like, you got to get off this island. We're going to come back with us and stay with us, which again, you know, the water is pretty fucking prevalent in the Bahamas, but fine. So she's gonna go and, and be and hang out with her with her family to grieve. God bless Lorraine Gray. There's this one scene in the movie where they're all on the ferry leaving the island, and she's playing with her granddaughter, and then she like puts her down and like walks away, like so that no one can see, and is like having this like cry fit. She's like trying to give some pathos mm-hmm. to the character. She knows there's nothing in this fucking script or nothing in this story, so she's trying to give it something. God bless her. She's doing her best with nothing to work with. Um, but they get on this plane. Right. And Michael Kane makes it, it better. Michael Kane. Michael Kane makes it better. And this a lot is I'm, I'm I'm gonna. I'm That's one of the highs I put Michael Kane is awesome. <laughs> no, I put I put on one of the only highs. I have three highs, and they're all pretty. Michael they're all pretty big. I wrote Michael Kane playing a character named Hoagie.
1: Perfect. Right. well, that's good. Hoagies, it's right? The guy's he's
0: fucking named Hoagie. I like, like
1: the line where you know he's Joey he's, Submarine. He's, he's basically Perfect. trying to get into Ellen's good graces, or whatever, and he's like. Flirting he's trying with to get into more whatever. than that. I know. Mm, I'm yeah, right. Yeah. Hey the yo. Fucking granny panties. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and um. <laughs> religion, I love and he's saying he's gonna. He's gonna do something. I know, cause like, cause like, he's such a catch. But he's going to do something crazy with the plane or whatever. And she's like, do you really think you can do that? He's like, of course not. What kind of pilot I think I am? And it's like, ha, 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 ha.
0: He's like, Ellen Brody, you are the Batman.
1: I promise. My mom will not protect you. And I oh,
0: I D- Listen, Ellen Brody. Michael Caine. This, this plane is almost the size of a ruby. The size of a tangerine. I know, right? Um, so or, any, or just, quote, prestige. your yeah. favorite line of his from prestige? Oh, the prestige? Well, I mean, everything favorite line of Michael Caine from the prestige? And the prestige? Well, he does the whole setup of the original. He does the whole. Um, <laughs> we're
1: gonna do that movie on here too. Oh period.
0: god, we're totally gonna do the Prestige on some point. The Prestige is one of my all-time favorite movies ever. It's fucking awesome. Um, well, the best, the 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 greatest thing is he does the setup in the Prestige where he's saying he's trying to comfort uh, in and he's trying to explain to him that like, you know, um, I, I knew a Sella, said it was like going uh, uh, home. Yeah, he said, you know, I knew a said he was on he was trapped underwater for five minutes and he said it was like going home. And then after you get the realization of like everything, agony, when he says to him at the end, when, he, when you realize what Andrea is doing, he goes, "Take a minute to understand your accomplishments." I once told you about a who almost drowned, and he's like, "Yes, you said it was like going home." I lied. He said it was agony. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great.
1: And he does that every night. Oh god, under the stage. Oh god,
0: that fucking movie's so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I, why don't we just make this whole podcast about that movie? That movie's no, so much fucking gears, better. Right? Um, so, anyways, they get to the Bahamas. Um... Yeah, I, I think that I think that the, one of the another one of the things that I wrote was I think is just the fucking bananas is that now they're in the Bahamas and Ellen Brody has somehow developed a spidey sense of the shark. I know there are all these scenes, the shining. Oh, my God. She's shining with this fucking shark.
1: There's a scene. I'm like, oh, I thought she was there. She's like looking out at the water, and this shit's happening. It's like she's not even there, but it looks like she's watching it. But she's just having a vision. So, of
0: it. so, so there's a whole thing where he's where, where they're, they're intercutting between like her <laughs> having like playtime with with her granddaughter. They like ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's re- it really is. It's like The Shining. It really it's so fucking funny. So they're they're doing all this shit where like she's doing little play dates with Michael Caine and having fun and trying to like forget the past and whatever and pretend she's not. She's terrified for, for her son because she honestly believes that the shark, she's like saying it out loud. She's like, I think the shark is after us. And they're like, ma, you sound like you're fucking nuts. Like, what are you talking about? That's bananas. And, she's she's convinced of it and and now they're worried about her like mental state oh my god is she freaking what what's happening to her is she having a nervous breakdown or whatever um and all of a sudden this fucking great white shark attacks this boat that michael's working on where he's where him, where him know, and randomly, his partner. yeah know. and it's the worst like this is what i mean when i say like the worst the Especially sharks ever looked the fucking thing comes out of the water and all of a sudden, the thing can dance on water. It can just, like, stand up on its, like, fins on the water. And it's just chomping on the side of this boat. And these people have no reaction. Like, Mario Van Peebles, which well, I got to talk about him later, because I-, I don't know if he's a high or a low Stop in this movie. Stop farting around. Oh, mom. no. I-, I don't know if he's a high or a low in this movie. I, I originally wrote him as a low, but I think he <laughs> might be a high. I think he might actually be one of the only good things in the movie. Um, The fucking shark is just chomping on the well, side well, like of this when boat. When he
1: gets eaten and then he comes back. I'm like, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, right,
0: yeah. We got to talk about that after. But so the fucking shark is chomping on the side of this boat, and no one's reacting to it. Everyone's just kind of like, "What the fuck is it doing?" And it's intercutting with Ellen Brody, who's like seeing it. Like she's not even on. She's.
1: I thought she actually was seeing. Yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, you're and watching. I was like, wait a minute. Like, no, the, she's how just the fuck is she? It.
0: It's so fucking goofy. Um, let's take a step back and go back to the whole concept of the the shark vendetta. So again, trying to track with. What's happening in the plot of this movie? Ellen Brody leaves, essentially, Cape Cod, right? She leaves Cape Cod and goes to the Bahamas. This exact same shark that killed Sean Brody follows her to the Bahamas. What I don't understand is, did the shark get the fucking travel itinerary? He might
1: have. How the fuck does he... He might have made a phone call. Made some phone calls. How
0: fucking fast does this thing fucking swim? With a seahorse telephone. But now the entire plot of the movie becomes that this shark has shown up in the Bahamas and is attacking Michael Brody's boat. Now he's a believer. Okay, now Michael's a believer. And
1: And then I saw those teeth. Now I'm a believer. There you go. <laughs> Chopping my boat.
0: Now that she's accept, now that she's willing to essentially say like, "Okay, I'm 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 being over dramatic and I'm 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 wrong about this." now michael is trying to hide the fact that oh oh shit there really is a shark that's after us
1: i know and he's like flying the plane and it like swoops down to save at just the right time it's like come on this is so dumb so
0: i wrote down as a low mario van peebles cartoonish jamaican accent and i said i think i may have miscategorized this because this may actually be a high it's one of those things where his accent the cartoonishness of it tends to shift scene to scene like there's an early scene like when you first meet him in the movie he's like oh Bamba Cloud. you stop farting around Move your eyes, man. Michael, you're tagging the damn things, for Christ's sake. Oh, man, don't do that. You move too slow. You got two speeds slower and slower, and you moving any damn slower, you're going to grow roots. But at, and then, and then, like, there are parts in the movie where he doesn't, not that he doesn't sound Jamaican at all, but he's dialing it way back. Save me from your ignorance, Michael. You know, the bottom line is we've got three months left of work and no money left to support it. It depends on the intensity of the scene, I think, is the intensity of his Jamaican accent, you know. Um, but I think that might actually be a high because Marty Van People's is is pretty great. Uh, why don't Why don't we take a break? We'll come back and we'll 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 kick up some more of of what we got for this
1: flick. All right. See you soon. I love you. Oh, love. Come on! Can't believe that voodoo. Sharks don't commit murder. They
0: don't pick out a person. It picked out it. Sean. It killed your father. Dad died from a heart attack. He died from fear. The fear of it killed him. Mama, mama,
1: listen to me. There's never been a great wife.
0: Ever, I don't know. Have we even have we even scratched the surface? How bad this movie is.
1: I mean, I mentioned all my lows. So you don't
0: have any other lows? There's nothing else. I th- said about them all. What about all right? What did I say? I said here are my, uh entire shark vendetta concept, horrific dialogue. The shark has never looked worse. Sean Brody death scene, sepia tone flashbacks. Ellen Brody spidery sense. Mara Van Peebles cartoonish Jamaican accent. Okay, so I got two more lows, I guess. Poor forced romance between Ellen Brody and Michael Caine. And mm. um, it's
1: like no real chemistry. They both seem asexual.
0: It's just pretty weird. And it's, I don't know. I
1: don't yeah, know. It's, it's just I think we summed it up right there.
0: <laughs> is, that, is that all it takes to explain that? So it was actually kind of funny because Michael kane when, when he was shooting this movie, he was actually not able to accept um, his Oscar that he won for Hannah and her sisters. He was actually he was shooting this film. Hey,
1: Anna and her. Sisters. Hannah,
0: Hannah and her sisters.
1: Hannah.
0: Hannah, and her sisters. I
1: don't know what that movie is. There's a
0: movie about a woman named Hannah,
1: and, her and she's got some
0: sisters. And Michael Caine <laughs> was in it, and he was supposed to. He he had won his first Oscar for that movie, and he couldn't accept it because he was making this movie. And he, I, I've read interviews with him after the fact where they they talk to him. And they're like they they referenced that, and he's like, "Yeah, I've never actually seen." um Jaws the Revenge but I've seen the host that it built and it's it's very lovely. So he he clearly was like cash in the, the paycheck. Check, he was right. he was paying for his groceries with this Nap one. And next cash and
1: checks. That's all right.
0: Say. That's all right. And you know um you know he probably got some perks because of that because he was probably the most highest uh, other than ellen Brody. Uh he was probably the most highest profile actor on this movie which is why they could fucking sink his his helicopter and he goes into the water and he comes, comes out of the water up. his fucking hair is and his fucking <laughs> clothes are bone dry right at the end of the movie and i bet it was because he was like oh, listen i'm an oscar winner now all right and i'm not gonna get my fucking clothes wet for the whole day all right, all right? you're just gonna let me do what i need to do and not fucking let me make you know I'm, I'm 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 assuming here i have no idea but that's you're what i was probably right you know they're like you can you can you can get my hair a little if i wet. had
1: to suppose you're probably
0: right you know but yeah i'm i'm dry for the day okay
1: he really was bone. At first, I remember trying to like play devil's advocate. I'm like, no, maybe maybe he's just wearing one of those quick drying tops or whatever, sure. like the fabric, and it's like he's fucking dry as a bone. Man. Yeah, like, like this guy, this guy. There's, did, not, a, there's not an inch of in him that has wetness on him. This like, guy did not. He climb, just came out of the water. Yeah, like. he did
0: not climb out of the water after being attacked by a shark. What a fucking downed helicopter. Right. You know, the and undertow sucking uh, him under. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um. And then the other thing that I wrote, and this is, this is I think it was, I think it was in, the banana boat scene is hilarious. I so know. the <laughs> banana boat scene is like the climax of the movie, and it's probably the funniest scene in it the It almost reminds
1: movie. me of the last scene in Friday the 13th, where it's like she's sleeping on the boat, and then all of a sudden, Jason comes up from under the water. Dun, dun,
0: dun, dun, but that was actually scary. I know, I
1: know, I know, I know. But it's like, it's just like, it's a cat up in the water, no, like, but you know what it is?
0: It's that it's that it's all shot in slow motion and all of the characters like they kind of like fall into the shark's mouth like that. Like it doesn't feel like the sh- the characters are being eaten by the shark as much as they're like falling off of a surface and woo, and just landing in an open shark's mouth. <laughs> and
1: he bites into the lady's leg. I yeah. know
0: it's not much. She's like. Rah, rah. It's so, you know, and they're trying and the
1: girl's to, like, It's just it's it's. You can tell it's staged, you yeah. know, it doesn't feel like a real, like there's some movies like, okay, what about that movie Open Water, right? Like that's, it's supposed to feel like this could really happen. This is what it would really be like. It's not an Open Water goofy. didn't really happen. Well, there you go. And that's a movie, of, it's not like the same as Jaws per se, but it's like the idea, those kinds of movies where it's like you're trying, you can actually feel like this is what it would feel like, this is what it would look like, mm-hmm. you know, you can feel like that's what it would actually be like versus this, but it's like, you can tell it's being staged. Yeah. It's just, uh, of course, this fucking animatronic shark's coming up now. It's it's campy. It's just really campy.
0: When we get to the end of the movie, so she ends up, Ellen Brody ends up um, stealing this boat, Neptune's Folly.
1: I was gonna say the Seaview Play. She ends up stealing this boat
0: and running off into the middle of the ocean because she thinks that the sh- it will lure the shark out after her because it's got the Brody scent. It can sniff her armpits and understand mm-hmm. that she's Brody's wife or whatever the fuck. her pheromones, so she gets on this boat. She goes all the way out there. It draws the shark in. They all go after her, and they all get out there. And now the shark is after her, and it's fucking attacking the boat, and the boat is sinking. And and they decide that they're gonna try and put this. uh, They're gonna try and get this. um, Um. I don't know. Some this device into it that when it when it puts it in it like. It, like, disrupts its receptors. Right, and then it's up so that, so that every time they click this button... It drives it crazy. It goes... Yeah, yeah. And it, come, it comes out of the ocean screaming. Uh-huh, it's, like, uh-huh. roaring like a dinosaur. Up. And now... And then Mar- that's when Mario Van Peebles, you think, gets eaten, but they're not going to... They don't end up letting him get eaten. This thing, This thing is coming at the boat, and they end up stabbing it with the bow of the boat and it just, and now the whole time as it as we're approaching, as like they're trying to they're trying to raise this thing out of the water and aim the bow of the boat at it. It's intercutting with the you know, of course, the far superior original film with Brody when he when he's put the fucking tank in its mouth and he's trying to line up the shot to shoot the tank to blow him up. And it's intercutting with this, like it's Ellen Brody looking at the shark and it's intercutting with Chief Brody's memories. It's like it's intercutting with flashbacks of flashbacks for scenes that she wasn't even in, which makes no sense at all.
1: I think that's more fan service. I guess
0: it's totally fan service. But at this point, I guess they have to give you. But it's
1: also like you said, it's a way to put him in the movie, even though he didn't want to be in the movie.
0: Right. to be like, hey, remember how awesome this was? Like, try and remember that with this garbage. Let's
1: pretend this is a reenactment, even though it's just scenes from the original movie because he didn't want to be in this
0: movie. And, and Jaws' little nephew jumps out of the water.
1: J.J. Jaws Jr.
0: J- J.J. Jaws Jr. the third. The fucking bow with his boat comes up and stabs this shark in the face. And the fucking shark explodes. I'm not <laughs> sure why the shark explodes. It doesn't really make any sense that it explodes. The device that they put in his face has nothing to do with, it's not an explosive device.
1: Right. That's, it's like There's no reason that he should have blown up.
0: There's no reason he should have blown up he just fucking blows up.
1: Isn't there a joke? I'm sorry, all these things seem like they could be Family Guy jokes. Isn't there a joke on Family Guy where it's like, it's like all these things are blowing up and it's like a horse and the horse blows up or whatever. It's like, remember that? Yes. It's like Stewie and Brian are running over something it's like making fun of action movie montages and then it's like everything keeps blowing up and then it cuts to a horse and the horse blows up or something. It's just. We're we're
0: also (laughs) missing, we're also missing, there's this one great part where he just screams, he he screams Jake in slow motion but you almost can't, he goes,
1: I think it's, it's O oh, A. Ah. He goes yeah. That's what it is. I remember
0: we re- we had to rewind it three times because you can't had-
1: tell what he's saying. He, he's clearly saying no, and then goes to A. So he's like no. It's like and somehow that's just to be Jake.
0: <laughs> I remember we rewound it like three times, and then I was finally like, I'm just putting on the subtitles, and then I put on the subtitles like, oh, he's screaming Jake. But like it took me a while to hear you I'm like I, I don't know that I, I didn't hear the hear, J at
1: any point. I heard. Oh! He's like no, it's one of the worst
0: slow mo screams of right. all time. Um, Speaking of melodrama, it's pretty bad. So that's all I've got. That's I mean other. Uh, and then I, mean, then
1: I guess it's a little another low might be like the scene where um, the granddaughter character is flipping the pen and the Michael character is flipping the pen, and it's like the first movie where it, you know. Um, Sean Brody is looking at senior Brody flipping his pen and he's copying him. It's like, isn't it the whole thing? Remember? Yeah, they do
0: they do a whole they do they do a whole thing where they're I mean, they're trying to rip from all the best scenes of the original movie. And there's a whole scene in this movie where Michael Brody, when he's all upset, he's sitting at the table and he's doing things and his, his daughter is copying him. So like what he does with his hands, what he does with his face. And that's all from the original movie after the Kittner boy is killed. And and Chief Brody is sitting at the table, and his son is watching him. And he's like, "But
1: the son is supposed to be Sean, right?
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. Sean. No, or is, is it Michael? Or is it Michael? I think well, Michael's
1: the be... younger one, right? No, so Michael's maybe...
0: the older one. Michael's the older one. I might. I think it's supposed to be Sean. Is the younger one? I think it's supposed to be Sean. But there's a whole scene, and it's, it's a great scene in in the original movie where he's sitting at the table, and he's all he's all upset because of what just happened with the Kitner boy, and then the mother yelling at him and blaming him, and he's sitting at the table and he's all stressed out. And his son is mimicking everything. So when he's doing with his fingers. And then he notices it. And as he notices it, he's purposefully starting to do different things to see if his son will copy him. And the way that scene ends is he leans in and he goes, give us a kiss. And the son goes, why? And he goes, because I need it. Mm-hmm. And he gives him a kiss. And like Ellen Brody is standing off camera watching mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, they repeat literally the exact same scene in this where it's just... Michael Brody with his daughter and he's all stressed out and she's doing the same thing. And then Uh, not only like do they have to cut away to the flashbacks of that, they go through the whole thing where they're showing you the flashbacks like remember when this happened in the better movie
1: spoon feeding, as you would say,
0: they go through that whole thing after it's done. She literally is. Like in the scene talking about it, like I was watching you, and I remember when that happened with your father and you, and it's like, okay, well, do you have to fucking tell us? We just, we just we just saw it. We know what, what they're doing. It goes down oh, I fucking hate this movie. The more I talk about it, the more I hate it. Um, but anyway, so those are all the lows I got. I would love to hear if you've got highs to to bring this thing up. You to, don't have any
1: highs? Well, you said them? I like? have.
0: I no. So I got I got three highs. I said the first one, which is Michael Caine playing a character named Hoagie, perfect. I just wrote down as one high, Asian San Severino. Right, I wrote that too.
1: too. The woman
0: who plays um, Michael's wife is Asian San Severino Mm -hmm. from Sopranos. The
1: Angry Welder, yeah. And
0: then I wrote as a third high, mercifully only 90 minutes, though it feels a lot longer. It does
1: feel longer. Um, I put as the first high that, in, in my opinion, I thought the movie had balls by killing off the son character in the first 10 minutes. I know... I know the movie's not perfect and it's cheesy and it's not trying to be perfect. It's, I mean, maybe it thought it was, I don't know. but It doesn't seem like it's trying to be, but I thought it had balls killing off the sun The way like is honestly for me going into it I didn't see the second or third Jaws movie and for me going into it I expected the son character that they're setting up in the first few minutes oh oh, oh, the great tomato thief your father was the great tomato thief and everything's so fucking cookie cutter and perfect I'm expecting him to hang on to the very end if he doesn't make it till the end you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I'm expecting him to make it a lot farther in the story than the first 10 minutes but
0: they kill one because they have another. They wouldn't kill him well, if he only one. Yeah,
1: well, I, I guess I didn't really think about that they had another. It was, to me, I thought it was like a gutsy thing to do. But I, I did like the scene, because I'm into European royal history, but I like the scene where she's playing with the granddaughter in the Bahamas and they're building sandcastles and stuff, and she's building a little moat. And she's like, let's pretend that, you know, what, you're Princess Diana and this is Buckingham Palace. Yeah, no, let's pretend this is Buckingham Palace and you'll be Princess Di, is what she said. I was like, oh, that's cute, you know. <laughs> Um and that was before she actually died. Um yeah, it's true. But when she she Princess died died in 1996
0: So it was like ten years later.
1: Yeah, I do like the panty fling. The scene with San Severino flinging her panty at the husband. I like that. Um, I talked about the little girl flipping the pen. I said Michael Caine is awesome. And then I already said the line like where Ellen is flying up in the airplane with Michael Caine and he's trying to do some kind of trick or something that's risky and she goes, "You really think you can do that?" He goes, "Of course not. What kind of pilot do you think I am?" <laughs> I liked that line I thought it was funny (laughs) but yeah those were my highs
0: wow thin thin there's not a lot to like I don't think there's a lot to like in this movie I mean other than other than ironically like right you can ironically like the fact that this movie is so fucking stupid that it's
1: kind of like Wicker Man like you know or even more Wicker Man the Battlefield Earth because (laughs) but um you know, Wickerman's Man's not a perfect movie. You can't take everything seriously, but there's plenty of things about it. Like it's fucking Nicolas Cage. Like how can you not love him? Like, I mean, it's hilarious. Or uh, The Vampire's Kiss. Oh my God. You have to do one on Vampire's Kiss. That was fucking incredible. There you go. Right there. Like I can think of a million things to put as highs and not highs because they're genuinely good, but highs because it's like, this is so campy. It's awesome. It's like, it's playing on, nostalgia of i guess i don't know 80s kids and people that grew up watching these kinds of shitty yeah, movies yeah. that like yeah. to us it's like ah oh, that's awesome it's not awesome but it's awesome because it's not awesome you know what i mean
0: yeah yes <sighs> yeah i agree with you i think i think that the biggest thing about this movie is that if you it, it, it's it's like any other I, it's like most of the movies i think that we're going to cover on this podcast is that you know they're they're notoriously bad um some you know sometimes they're notoriously bad just for being notoriously bad but sometimes they're notoriously bad because they're so silly, and if you watch it on that level, you're, you're enjoying the fact that it's so fucking stupid. Um, I, I think that this movie, the, the biggest thing that I've got against the Jaws movies really is that now we live in a world of these crazy franchises that it's great when things can get better. I haven't seen all the Avengers movies, but people would obviously argue that the Avengers movies kind of get better as they go. And that's kind of um, what one you,
1: example you probably would make is the Terminator movies, right? Or no, not <sighs> the Terminator. Well, you like Terminator 2. Yeah, Terminator 2 is better than Terminator. Kind of but again,
0: uh, but but that's part of the thing is that let me let me take it a step back. I think that a franchise in a weird way is elevated when it's done almost in a television show setting. So like I would look at something like Breaking Bad and I would say Breaking Bad got better every season. The the stakes got a little higher and the story got a little deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, Sopranos is a per, mm. another example. But no movie. But yeah, and that's the thing is that if you if you can do that, if you can elevate the storytelling, then it's worth continuing the story. Mm. And I think that sometimes what happens is they're not interested in elevating the story or continuing the story or doing something that makes sense within the context of of telling a bigger or better story. It just becomes about how much more fucking money can we get out of this thing? But that's and Jaws also, is a perfect example of that, of like we made a great classic film that everyone loved, and then we continued to make a worse film. I think and that's what a lot of the sequel. producers
1: and people behind the scenes of movies slash TV shows, the difference in their, their way of thinking. I mean, movies, blockbusters, you're thinking about how are we going to make money in the box office? How are we going to put butts in seats? How are we going to be the front runner, the number one? It's not about how are we going to take the previous story and make it, you know. Make it even great. I mean, some movies do do that, but it's like it's not about the integrity of it. Like maybe a TV show where it's, unless you're having a TV show where you've got the same characters and they're all played by different actors in every season, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's not the same format.
0: But it stops. It hits. Like let me put it to you this way: the reason there's not a Jaws five is that Jaws four didn't make as as much money as it should have. Right. If Jaws four had been a had been a um, a financial success, it doesn't matter how stupid it is, they would make another one. And that was where I think like kind of the cynicism of of filmmaking is told in the greatest blockbuster of all time. We're starting with the first blockbuster and we're seeing the de-evolution of what happened to it and it hit the wall. It's more of an interesting piece of history in a weird way to look at it and say, this is what films can turn into when it comes to franchises is that they have to, they almost have to hit rock bottom, you know? And I'm surprised they haven't tried to reboot Jaws and in a weird way that, you know, you could look at I'm a lot sure of shark movies. I know.
1: Right. That, 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 have totally aped it. Yeah. That Deep have tried to, or, yeah, um, exactly. Deepest, blue, my head is like a sharks. <laughs> we
0: man. did this in last, the last one.
1: Did we? Well, we got to do it again now. Blue All, blue. Blue.
0: All right. So that was Jaws 4, The Revenge. Let's do the coin toss. And it's heads. Um, I can't remember what the high and low is going to be. Head. So, apropos to everything that's happening in the in in the world today, we're going to do a film that happens to be a great virus film, but also... Twelve Monkeys. A great time-traveling film, which is Terry Gilliam's Twelve Monkeys.
1: do <laughs> do The music's weird, and it's like... Terry Gilliam's... It's got that weird, like, accordion thing going on. Terry in?
0: Gilliam's a really weird director, but... um. Thanks for listening to this episode of Movie Hilo. We'll check in with you next week with uh, 12 Monkeys. We are living in uncertain times. Everything sucks right now. And uh, just do your best to look out for yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people around you. Take care of the people you love.
1: Take care. Adios.